Hey guys, we got our first Patreon. Woohoo! All right. So, nice, uh, Tori. Way to go. Yeah. So you uh, did it. Our first Patreon is Tyler Colford, and he is an assistant producer. So that's pretty cool. Thanks, Tyler. So, uh, I also interviewed him a couple of episodes ago. If you want to go back and listen to that interview. But, um, yeah, so if you want to be a producer on this show, become a Patreon. Yeah, you, you too can get in on this as number two and three and four. Yeah, well, maybe That's maybe five. They, they may not want to be number two, but nobody wants to be number two. But it gets easier after that. Yeah. Sorry, that's what happens. I would beat everybody to it. Yeah. Well, eh, maybe is maybe ex- number two is better than number one. I mean, there well, was that thing when we were kids, like... First is the worst, second is the best. Yeah, so... Third is the one with the well, hairy chest. Uh, come on, everybody knows yeah, that. The, well, I also heard the treasure chest. But so that would probably mean the third is really the best, which is more incentive for people to keep giving to our Patreon. So that they can be two and three. Yes, and you know, sure, it just keeps getting better from there. Really, if you ever like to soar. Yeah, and if you ever wanted to be a producer, now's the time. Yep. You know, free why, producing credits. Why we pay, have our first producer? Yeah, why pay a million dollars to produce some some movie when you could pay five dollars? To produce our produce show, a podcast. There yeah. you go. Cool. So well, let's let's uh, let's get into. We got a lot to talk about today, man. It's been it's been too long. Yes. So um, first up, you know, it was it's been in the news a bunch, and I mean, it's kind of. You know how I feel with a lot of the stuff that people say, you know, people bring up about Trump in the news. Oh, <clears throat> and, we know. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people feel this way. It's that, you know, like, I don't like Trump. A lot of people don't like Trump. But a lot of what he says has no real effect on anything. So, you know, maybe, maybe if we just ignore it, ignore those stupid things... The media you know. can't do that. The media cannot... They just... The mainstream media, that they have nothing... I mean, the world is in... It seems like we're kind of making some good progress as, as a civilization, you know? Um, there's there's nothing sensational for them to talk about, except for these sound bites. Well, like, that that's exactly the thing. It's like there are no real problems in the world. 
well, there are real problems in the world, but a lot of the real problems that existed 30, 40 years ago have been resolved. And, you know, as a country, well, as a country, those problems have been resolved. So people are just trying well, to stir up, find another... Yeah, they're trying to stir the pot, but also the, the, the issues that are relevant today are not news, are not headline-worthy, you know? And a lot of it is... Uh, are A lot of the issues that exist that are starting to come to light more, the news organizations can't publish because they're tied into a lot of these big companies that are, you know, that they're shedding light on, that, that you know, they're up to no good. Right. Well, so they're that, all in the cahoots. I even started to think that maybe Trump is kind of tied into the media because everything he does keeps his name in the media. So, no, you know, as they say, any publicity is good publicity. I mean, the guy's in your mouth and in your thoughts uh, all the time. So uh, part of me thinks like he knows exactly what he's doing and he just is doing it on purpose. The other part of me says he's a New Yorker at heart and, you know, New Yorkers are very quick with the tongue. You know, what's the, uh, it's, you know, anytime you see uh, like a movie outtake, it's, and you, you know you're in New York because drivers are so vocal with cursing each other. Ah, get the hell, get the fuck out of, hey, get out of my way. You know, that's a New Yorker for you, right? They're very quick with the tongue. So, right. We have a president that's from New York City who has not evolved from his New York upbringing, you know? And he's also... Uh, he's also never been a politician. So he's exactly. coming... He's never had to be as polished. Right. Which is part of the reason I... I appreciate some of what he... Well, about. and I think a lot of people feel the same way. A lot of people latched on to him because they were like, well, this guy may, I may not agree with everything he says, but I like the fact that he's saying it. Right, and it's sure going to be different. It's sure going to be different. And right. nobody can deny that. I mean, we had never had a president, we've never had a, a, a White House like we currently do. I mean, we have... Uh, it's a pretty interesting scenario that we've got going on down there. Yeah, uh, so uh, maybe we should let everyone know what we're talking about. Well, what you mean currently? <laughs> what specific recent? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Trump tweeted out about a week ago. He said it was a, a string of three tweets, so I don't really want to read the whole thing, but it was basically, you know, everyone's heard about it. It's the fact that he basically told the four progressive uh, congresswomen that if they don't like this country, they should go back to where they came from. So the progressive uh, congresswomen generally refer to um, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, 
and like uh, Ayanna Presley or something, I think. And so those four are who she's he was talking about. But you know what everyone's bringing up, sort of, is that. Three out of the four of those women were born in the U.S. So he's telling them to go back to where they came from. Well, they came from this country. Right. So, uh, I mean, it was, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his intention, if it was just a stupid statement that he was tweeting at. I mean, the tweet was at 8.30 in the morning, so it's not like a 3 a.m. drunken bender tweet. But, you know... Well, I, think it, his, I think his 6 a.m. tweets are when he's still half asleep. But one could probably safely say, safely say that at, six, at 8.30 a.m. he's probably awake by then. The president is probably well awake by 8.30 a.m. Well, I, I don't I'm know. Not, it, it is But the president though. probably is. It is Trump, though. Trump, I don't know if he's I had... He's a big drinker. I feel like he's probably... I mean, I think he's very aware of what he says. I think he's just very quick with it. And that was a very... Oh, yeah. ...contestable... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he uses Twitter like a lot of people use Twitter. And I think that's the problem where a lot of people... That's where a lot of people find problem with it, is that he's using Twitter like you or I would use Twitter. And he is the president. Yes, right. of course. Right. Well, the and, bottom line is he said these very, yeah, he said these remarks that don't even, you know, half, three out of four of them don't apply. Uh, and one could even make the assumption that he might have been referring to more how they look than, than the fact of where it was, in fact, that they came from. Right, um, and and that's and what everyone's, you know, saying he's racist, and right. so it is, that's what people are making out of it. People are inferring that that's what he meant, but, right. I mean, at, but at the end of the day, it has no, uh, you know, it, it's not... There's no, like, policy or anything that he's implementing based on these tweets. It's right, it's just words. And, you know, it, maybe his candor is not the best. And, look, I, like, I don't even know. He, maybe he is stereotypical, bigoted, maybe even racist. But, like, it's interesting how nobody co is commenting on the things that he's doing. They're only seeming to worry about what he says. But we all know words are just words. Right, well, like you said, what policies are being implemented other than some of his, and, you know, you know more about this stuff than me. I'm not really the political guy, but um, to me it seems like, yeah, every time he's in the news, it's based off of something he said or some past, um, you know, thing that may or may not have happened. Rather than what is he doing in the presidency, what changes is he making what policies is he implementing that are in fact contestable and to me that just says that people are just you know they're not focusing on the things that are really important 
Right, and I think, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, there's not really much more to talk about on this topic, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, like, focus on when he's, you know, doing bad things like locking people up for uh, nonviolent crimes or dropping bombs in Syria when... Or I or wherever because and it was largely unprovoked. Like, talk about that stuff. That's the stuff that matters. The problem is they don't want to talk about those things because then they have to talk about Obama and Bush and Clinton and basically every president, you know, since Woodrow Wilson. You know, I mean, every every president's guilty of all that stuff. So that's why they're not talking about it. Is he dropping bombs and locking people up for nonviolent crime? Well, I mean, everyone's, yeah. I mean, the majority of people in jail are in jail for nonviolent crimes. Right, but did he do that? Well, yeah, it's continuing. It's, it continuing. hasn't stopped. Okay. You know, I mean, like, you know, marijuana possession, you know, for having over a gram of marijuana or something, they lock people up. You know, I mean... Well, he's certainly not reversing any of the, uh, any of the state's recent... Uh, law changes where it, it seems like, you know, almost half the country is going to be, weed's going to be legal in within the next year or so. Well, it, over half the country already made it legal. But no, I'm sorry, not, not, not more than decriminalized, completely uh, legal. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. And I'm not defending a racist because as someone, you know, as a Jew, as a Jew myself, I actually just went to the Auschwitz Museum, uh, the Auschwitz exhibit at the Jewish Museum in the city last weekend. I'm certainly not, you know, I, I think racism is inexcusable and it's, it's horrible. But I think from a realistic perspective, like you said, you know, people should be talking about the bigger issues. Um, that's the stuff that's affecting our people, our nation as a whole. Um, but like you said, yeah, there's not much more to talk about. People know this stuff. We're not saying anything new here. Um, but it's just interesting how it keeps going, keeps going. He keeps giving us stuff to talk about and people keep talking about it <laughs> and responding. Yeah. Well, but so let's move on to the next topic. The art, the house blocks effort to impeach Trump after resistance from democratic leaders. So, and this wasn't just a small, like, this wasn't, I mean, the House is controlled by the Democrats. But, you know, like a lot of the votes in uh, the Senate that we see, it's like, you know, it's a bipartisan, it's not a bipartisan vote. It's not like, half and half, it was 
they voted 332 to 95. So only 95 people voted to impeach, to move on with impeachment proceedings. So, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's stupid, like, You know, if you if you want to impeach Trump, find something to impeach him on. Don't find these stupid, like whatever the Mueller report or like this was a vote based on the tweet we were just talking about. So right, so stupid. You know, there is uh, there there. There was an, uh, another motion today, or, or an, an article released by CNN that actually says now that the House Judiciary Committee is uh, says that there is substantial evidence to you know impeach based off of high crimes and misdemeanors committed by Trump. That is as so uh, 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 as so indicated by the Mueller report. So it's like. Does the Mueller report have anything? Does it not have anything? Like, how many fucking different people have to read this report for them to decide if there's stuff in there that's... Like, to me, it seems like they're so reaching... They're just grabbing for straws because it's it, it should be very clear in black and white. If there was a two-year investigation into whether or not there were impeachable offenses... It, I mean, I can write a, a like I could write a fifth grade science report on on a fucking experiment with plants that I do, and there's going to be an answer that's definitive. And yet, in this thing, in this case, there's there, it seems like there's just nebulous, inconclusive answers where everybody oh there is there is there is there is it's like it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, the only, the only thing that I've heard out of people talk about out of the Mueller report that I guess you could qualify as a crime, technically, is that Trump obstructed justice. But, you know, first of all, that's like, well... Can you really obstruct justice when there was no crime? Like, technically you can, because you're obstructing the investigation or something. But if there's no crime, like, no. It, obstruction I mean, stuff of, like that gets thrown out all the time, right? Like, someone gets pulled over, they have drugs in the car, and they're, they don't consent or something, but drugs are found. Right. There's still a there's still in court. It's very possible that the judge could throw it out because there was no consent given. Right. So that's 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 a, that's a situation that that happens a lot. So it's similarly. Right. It's like, OK, maybe there's a reason to charge him with obstruction, but would it actually hold up? Would it be impeachable if there was, in fact, no real crime at the end of the day? Probably not. And, it's like the reverse of that. Right, and the other thing is, if you want to insist that obstruction of justice is a crime, it should probably be only something that's tacked on to an actual crime. 
like if you commit a murder and you uh, obstruct the investigation, then you can add, uh, you can tap on... Obstruction to the murder, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just like... Well, either way, we're, we're playing Monday morning quarterback here. So, you know, but the bottom line is that this, that like, you know, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And yeah. probably and, will until... And I think... End of 2020. Yeah, and I think they're just going to try and... Well, I mean, it might go until the end of 2024. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think they're just going to try and... It seems like they're going to try and uh, impeach him on anything that comes up. And like I've said before, if you want to impeach someone... If you want to impeach him, impeach him for his role in uh, aiding the Saudis in Yemen. You know, impeach him for that. Impeach him on for stuff that really matters. Impeach him right. for wasting taxpayer money overseas. You know, like, find something real to impeach him on. Otherwise, shut up. Well, speaking of taxpayer money, we should probably slip in that $2 million bathroom. Oh, yeah. That, that was funny. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I guess they built a $2 million bathroom, public bathroom in Brooklyn. And it was only 400 square feet. Like, If you're going to build me a $200 bathroom... I better be able to live, eat shit, sleep, and do whatever the hell else, and play sports, which I don't even know how to, learn how to play sports better yet in that bathroom. Yeah, I mean... And 400 square feet ain't gonna be enough room for all that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, stop wasting taxpayer money. Like, do we really need this? You know, that's... I, well, I mean, it's an also an interesting segue into, uh, you know, uh, the pay of uh, women's soccer. Right? Yeah, kind of. I mean... I, yeah, I mean, the, this whole equal pay thing is kind of... It's getting a little ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I, I mentioned it on an episode last, a couple of episodes ago, as to why this whole U.S. soccer team bullshit is bad. It's bullshit. Because, you know, I explained why... Uh, the women are making one amount and the men are making another despite the women being a lot better. You know, it's it's all about how much money they're bringing in. If the women's soccer team can't generate the revenue or women's soccer as a whole can't generate the uh, 
you know, an equivalent amount of revenue that the men's soccer does, they're not going to make any money. They're not going to make as as much money regardless of how well they play. Well they play. And this was an article that came out uh, last weekend that said the U.S. soccer team, women's national team, receives a $525,000 donation from secret deodorant after Women's World Cup win. That's great. But you know what would have been better? For secret deodorant to give them all endorsements. You know, secret deodorant could have given them all, you know, $500,000 endorsements over, you know, like, whatever. And, and they would have made more money because I don't, I mean, there they are... individualized, you mean? Well, yeah, the $529,000 donation, it's to the whole team. So there are, I mean, I think there are 11 starters. And then, uh, so there are at least 22, probably closer to 30 people on the team. So they're making 15. Yeah, they're not making that much after... Brand more. Yeah, they would have... If they... They could just sign them to endorsement deals and... You know, that way they'd be making that money every year and... You know, that... But, you know, it does... Like... I... I mean, the whole equal pay thing is just really annoying to me. It's like, it's so obvious why, you know, some women make less than men. You know, it's, and it's just kind of annoying. Like, I mean, it, because there have been studies that have shown that, women and men in the exact same job working for the exact same company that work the same exact amount of time don't really make anything different. You know, it's fairly equivalent. You know, their salaries. So it's, you know, it's all about men... uh, choose more dangerous jobs sometimes because the whole equal pay thing is just as a lump of all women in the workforce and all men in the workforce. So to say that that's a fair representation of how much men make and how much women make, that's just not fair. You know, like, people work different jobs. You know, maybe maybe women choose to work in companies that are smaller and therefore don't make as much money. I, uh, I was watching 
an episode of uh, First Responders Live. If anyone knows me, they know I I just absolutely love watching cops and live PD and now First Responders Live on Fox. It seems like a lot of different parts of the nation are really welcoming more women firefighters, which is really interesting to watch because here you are, now you're talking about a dangerous job that requires a serious amount of physical exertion. Um, and, uh, and they're doing, they're holding their own. I mean, I watched it. They were, they weren't just showing off to the camera. They were doing what they had to do. I was very impressed. Um, and it wasn't like the men were letting them do and they were doing, they were doing what they needed to do. They were helping put out the fires and, and, and save people. And, you know, female cops, uh, seems like there's more now maybe than ever. Um, I'm, I drive a lot. There's, there's definitely more female construction workers. So, you know, uh, whereas a lot of women weren't even probably accepted in certain whether or not they would be hired, but probably from a soci- sociological standpoint, they probably weren't even welcomed or accepted um, at certain in certain positions in certain fields. Now it seems like, okay, people are starting to get over, yeah, that men don't... Uh, that, those types of physically demanding jobs are not uh, only reserved for men, and and you know so maybe 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 the maybe the money thing will work itself out. Right, and you know it. it you know, I think that's a good point. Is that you know maybe it's just sort of like you know, one of the things that gets brought up about, like, back in the 50s and 60s, you know, all the smartest women became teachers because that's where they were accepted. That's the profession every all women went to because that's, you know, they weren't really allowed. It was either becoming a teacher or being a secretary or something. It wasn't, they weren't becoming CEOs or, you know, executives or anything. And then once women were accepted in those jobs, the, the smartest women went to those fields instead of teaching. And maybe it's the same kind of thing is where it's just that, you know, with, you know, I mean, there's this whole revolution, this whole thing in the last, like, 10, 15 years with, like, CrossFit and stuff where women are becoming more fit and stronger. And so maybe those women are also going, well... If I can do this, why not do something where, you know, like you said, become a firefighter, become a police woman, or, you know, do something a little more, you know, physical. So, and those tend to be the higher paying jobs because they're harder on your, they're harder to do. You know, there's less supply, and, you know, maybe that's just why, I don't know, so, like you said, maybe 
the gap will close over the years, over time. But also there is the fact that, you know, men are in, you know, there's also like the gender roles that, you know, people say are outdated and everything, but I think they still hold up in a lot of this country is that the men think of themselves as the providers and the women think of themselves as the caretakers. Like, I was just hearing about uh, these people that got divorced and one of the things was that when they first got married, they decided that the wife would stay home with the kids. So, uh, and now that they got divorced, she has to go out and work. But, so, I don't know, maybe that plays into it or something, or that the women who do have, that more women uh, work part-time because of that. You know, there's all kinds of reasons as to why there's a pay gap that people just either overlook or, you know, they just run with the narrative that they hear and they don't really think about it. Yeah, I think that it's, you know, everything we talk about is really tied in together. It's people are not... uh really thinking for themselves. Um, they're kind of just jumping onto the bandwagon in one way or another for, for really any issue. Yeah. Uh, it's based, like, based off of sound bites, really. Yeah. But, um, it's, instead of facts. Yeah, it's Republicans latch on to whatever Fox News says and Democrats latch on to whatever MSNBC and CNN says. So... Yes. Uh, the unuseful idiots were born. Yes. Well, let's move on to the next topic, shall we? Yeah, so... We got, what are we... FDA? No, we're... Well, first, let's talk about the, um... Rand Paul 9-11 thing. Because that was a pretty big story, and a lot of people are outraged over it. And, I mean, but again, it, it's, a, you know, it's something where people saw the headline and overreacted. Or they, they didn't overreact, but they reacted without digging into it a little. And... You know, the whole thing, basically what he was saying was that we're $22 trillion in debt. We can't afford this stuff. We can't afford to... I think I saw that this bill would uh, fund the 9-11 Victims Fund through 2090. So... For another 70 years, we're gonna, this country is gonna be paying for bills. And 
you know, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's taxpayer money, and we're already $22 trillion in debt, and a lot of people are already working paycheck to paycheck and paying a ridiculous amount in taxes, you know, especially if they live in a big city and they own a home, you know, then they're paying even more in taxes. And, uh, you know, it's, he's right, you know, it should be, the government shouldn't be on the hook. It, it should easily, there's, the nonprofit sector can do a much better job of this than the government can. I mean, what do we want? These uh, 9-11 victims to have to basically be, go to the hospitals that are equivalent to the VA? I mean, the VA is terrible. So, I mean, I, I just think, like, you know, I mean, people can donate money to these funds. Someone can set up a 9-11 Victims Fund and fund it, and people could fund it with donations. And I'm sure people will give a lot more money to that than the tax, you know, than it will be funded through uh, the government. Because I saw there was something where, like, for every tax, for every dollar you pay in taxes, only 30, only 30 cents of it actually gets used like implement like in the implementation of the program because 70 cents of that goes towards administration and a nonprofit charity it's more like 40 cents goes to administration and 60 cents go to the actual implementation of whatever the charity does. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you, you, you hear it almost weekly. Do not fuck with Tory Wachtel's money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people that say they live paycheck to paycheck and they have less than $500 in the bank at any one time. And, uh, you know, they can't afford an emergency that comes up. Like, if you get a flat tire on the road and you don't have more than $500 in the bank, you know, you might be in trouble. Well, look, there's two sides to every story. Not, neither one of us, fortunately, have had any close relatives uh, involved in 9-11. Um, you know, so from their perspective, yeah. But at the same time, it does just feel like another handout um, and not necessarily... A, a An doing, effective one. 
Well, it, it's not necessarily an effective one. Right. That's what. That's. Well, that's the bottom line of it. That, at the end of the day, uh, it's not. All the government programs for healthcare. You know, I mean, if there's anyone we want to uh, take care of, it's the veterans that have gone overseas and have fought all these wars. And the VA sucks. So, uh, you know, do you, I, I just, I don't want to create another VA. Nobody can fault you for that, that's for sure. Right, so, but moving on, you know, every every now and then Trump does something good. You know, let's not forget that. So, so, uh, this came, this was an article that came out on Friday from The Hill, and it's all over the news. It's not just from, you know, basically any newspaper, any online media source has it. Trump confirms he authorized Rand Paul to negotiate with Iran. Which, you know, things were looking shaky there for a while. It was looking like we might be going to war with Iran which you don't want to do because people are saying, like, if you thought the Iraq war was bad, wait till we get into a war with Iran. So, you know, and Rand Paul's one of the four, one of the people in Congress who, uh, you know, there are, his preference is always to negotiate before resorting to war, before resorting to violence. So, you know, this is definitely a good sign, and uh, we'll see how well it goes, because I can only imagine some people in the government aren't too happy with this decision, and... I mean, listen, do I wish, like, maybe Trump never pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal in the first place? Probably, but, you know, at least he, at least it seems that he doesn't want to go get us involved in another war. And that maybe he's fighting back against the people in his administration that do. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, so I just thought that was a little, uh... Oh, bright side. Yeah, a little bright side after the 9-11 vote. Is that, you know, Rand Paul's not such a bad guy. Like, right. you know, he does a lot of good. So, um, this was an interesting article I saw. It was, like, 
Ah, it's in the Chicago Tribune. It says, 76 billion oxycodone and hydrocodone pills shipped to U.S. pharmacies from 2006 to 2012 record show. Now, that's 70 years. That's over 10 billion pills every year. Yeah, I can, I can probably account for at least a few thousand of those, but yeah, that time period. Well, but man, that's, uh, yeah. Well, the problem here, the, I mean, the big problem is, is that these are pills that are prescribed to people. You know, when you get a certain, when you have surgery or when you have anything, when you have pain, they prescribe you painkillers. And oxys are painkillers. And the problem is, is that basically they're heroin. So, I mean, I for Dylan one was dealing was dealing dope, man. They were pushing dope. They still are, right? And you know the fact that the FDA doesn't, you know, come out and say we're making this stuff illegal and we're replacing it with natural. Uh, painkillers like marijuana or something like or CBD or something like that naturally you know it just shows how corrupt they are and that I I think well, they're not trying to help people they're just trying to you know we all know that they're, they're you know they're an organization that's uh, trying to make that Monday I mean, basically, they're just just a, they're another cartel. They right. just happen to make their their drugs and uh, or approve their drugs that come from a lab that's sanctioned. Right, and the problem is, is that you know there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the, basically, they do more harm than good. You know, yes. whatever whatever good has come out of the FDA, stuff like this does more harm than whatever good they've done. And, you know, I really just think that the FDA should be abolished and replaced by a non-profit organization, and, you know, that's the end of it. Yeah, I went to, I mean, you know, dentists aren't necessarily directly correlated, but you just really have to be careful from what, about what doctors tell you because I'm learning that doctors are more like auto mechanics, you know, and not, not that I have anything against auto mechanics, but, you know, we don't, I don't know very much about cars. They can tell me any price and I'd have to believe them. Whatever they think my car needs, you know, I, I would have to go with. Similarly, in a doctor's office, you're not the expert. They are, supposedly. So whatever they say you need, you probably, you know, you'd you'd be apt to think you do. And I went and got a second opinion after I heard from a new dentist that I had seven cavities in my mouth. 
and after 35 years on Earth, I maybe had one or two in my whole life. I just thought that was a little crazy. And I went and got a second opinion from my family doctor who I was able to get an appointment with. And he was like, you don't have any cavities in your mouth. Um, and that was really surprising. I was really sad by that. You know, like, how many people are being duped by these professions where we or these organizations that we think are there to really help us um and you know maybe they're not maybe maybe they are to a certain degree but we have to remember these are also businesses and they're trying to make money um but at, at whose at what cost at whose expense um so you know it's very much in the the rhetoric that you'll hear on the show which is just Please do your research and think and use your mind uh, and, and ask questions and don't take whatever information you get at face value and, uh, just because someone you right. think you should be trusting is telling you that. And generally go with the natural alternative than a chemical yep. one. Absolutely. You know, people live longer. There was a, there was a, you know, I mean, we don't even have time to get into all the other stuff, but you know, chances are the natural remedy is going to keep you alive longer. Yeah, one way and, or the other. And this story kind of ties into the last one with the oxycodones, and you know, alone, it wouldn't be worth talking about, really, but. It just re, uh, re-emphasizes that government, you know, a lot of these government programs are just not good. I mean, everyone talks about how we need the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, to protect us from global warming and everything. But here's an article from the New York Times that says the EPA won't ban chlorpyrifos, a pesticide tied to children's health problems. Oh, chlorpyrifos. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what that is. Yeah, like... Right. Well, why, what's the, well, why not? What's their, what's yeah. their play? I mean, it's Something. like... I don't know. They're they're probably being, you know, maybe it's a Monsanto product or something. I'm. Yeah, this is what it says. It says, in making the Corporifos ruling, the EPA said in a statement that the data supporting objections to the use of the pesticide was not sufficiently valid complete or reliable. The agency added that it will continue to monitor the safety of corporifos through 2022. In the meantime, people will die. Right, yeah. How many people are going to die by 2022 before they re- you know, reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you All know, right, we got to get to a couple more of these topics because we're yeah. Out of time I mean, here. it's it's just another example of 
you know, I, I made a meme that I shared on uh, Instagram. You know those change your mind, change my mind memes. Have you seen no. those? No. It's basically like like what you would see on like a college campus with a guy sitting behind a table with a sign that says something. Yes. So it's that, and basically there there's a template where you could write whatever you want on the sign. But at the bottom of the sign, it says, change my mind. So basically, the meme was, if you want money out of politics, you have to get politics out of money. Change my mind. Which, you know, is basically... I guarantee with all with these two stories, if you follow the money, there's someone influencing these agencies or influencing people in power to keep these things on the market. Yep. And the only way to end that is to just, you know, make it so that these companies have no power over the government. And the only way to do that is to get rid of the laws that say the government can say what to do and what not to do. Right. You know, so, but yeah, let's move on. So this is kind of a, kind of a creepy story. Uh, well, it's an article from The Atlantic that say, that basically is saying Walgreens is, pi- is piloting a new line of smart coolers. Fridges equipped with cameras that scan shoppers' faces and make inferences on their age and gender. On well, January 14th, the company announced its first trial at a store in Chicago and plans to equip stores in New York and San Francisco with the tech. I mean, to me, this just says that their sales are probably down because of Amazon, so they're trying to figure out another way to make, you know, revenue uh, by selling data to advertising companies. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it probably has something to do with that because, you know, basically it's it's not that, like, I, have re- I don't really have a problem with a company selling my information to, you know, other companies. You know, I mean, they don't, I don't give any companies important information unless, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. But, like, if Walgreens wants my information, that's fine. The problem is, is that what's to say this technology that the government's not going to say one day 
you know, you have this technology. There, there's a guy we don't like who's committing crimes in your area that we want to see your information. We want to see your videos to see if that guy's been in your store. Right, so used, being used for other means. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, all these things... You know, it's the same thing with, like, the red light cameras and stuff. Is that when you bring up that, you know, these things shouldn't exist, people say, well, they're just there to catch people running a red light. Well, what happens if they decide... I mean, what I always bring up is that everyone thought... Trump was this terrible, terrible person, and that if we elect him president, he's going to be an authoritarian and do all these despicable things. And, you know, if, if Trump was that person, he would be the guy who would use red light cameras and stuff like that to uh, catch people he didn't like. You know, I don't know, have you heard any reports about a red light camera catching uh, some reporter and putting them in jail? Like, I haven't heard of that, so... But... It's those kinds of things that could happen if we had, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un or uh, Vladimir Putin or someone like that in office. That's what they could do with all this technology and stuff put in like this. And that's the problem with it. You know, maybe Walgreens is good. Like, you know, there was a story a couple of years ago with uh, Apple. The government, you know, back when uh, San Bernardino, the the terrorist shooting in uh, California, and basically the government went to Apple and said... You know, we want you to unlock this phone for us. You know, they had the guy's phone. And Apple was like, no, we can't do that. That's not... If we do that, you'll get access to everyone. And we're not going to do that. So, maybe Walgreens is that kind of company where they're only going to sell your information to Coke and Pepsi, but I don't really want to see, you know, I don't want to take that chance. You know. Well, yeah, I'm not one of these people that really has a problem with, uh, you know, Alexa listening or, because, you know, I, I don't really have anything to hide, honestly. I mean, you know, I'm, I'd rather not have the entire internet look at me while I'm getting changed if... If that's what's happening with, uh, you know, for for instance, my camera on my computer, but I'm also not really 
I'm not really preoccupied by that. But I hear what you're saying, you know, that things, that the availability of our, of us, um, are being out there more, um, could be used for different, for different reasons, depending on the, the type of, uh, administration we have. Um, you know, it's definitely something to keep watch over for sure. But for right now, really doesn't seem like it's that bad. Right, and I mean, look, you know, it's not something that I'm losing sleep over, but I think it should be something that people talk more about and that when you bring up these those uh, concerns that people don't just automatically dismiss it as, like, you know, oh, that'll never happen, because, yeah, it hasn't happened in this country, but it has happened in other countries, and, you know, with the election of Trump, you know, everyone was saying Trump would be the guy that would do those kinds of things, and I was like, you guys are ridiculous to think you know, Trump, there's no evidence of that, and he hasn't done anything like that. But who's to say that, you know, I mean, look, Hitler was elected in Germany, you know, because Germany was in such bad shape coming out of World War One. They were in really bad shape, and, you know, Hitler was, you know, whatever. He appealed to people. He gave people, uh, you know, he, he said things that made sense to people, I guess. And uh, what's to say that you know, if we have another bad economic collapse... Something similar couldn't happen here. Right. So, I... I mean, so... You know, well, I let's just... Not, let's not jump too far ahead, you know what I mean? Right. I, I just want as little in place for people like that to take advantage of yeah, as general. possible. So... You know, I mean, that's all I'll say. All right, we got to get to these last because we're we're running a little over. So we got uh, we got the we got a few semi comical, yeah, things to end with here. Yeah. So um, I'm like sure I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the Area 51 uh, thing going on where. Basically, someone put online saying, let's storm Area 51, they can't stop us all. Right. So, uh, and it started out as a joke, but now, but at one point it had like 1.5 million people interested in going. So... uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people said they were interested in going just, you know, as a goof. Like, they were just like, sure, I'll go. But, you know, there's, there's been some things going on uh, in terms of the military warning people about storming Area 51, saying that if they do that, things could get ugly. And, I don't know, that's kind of scary. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm someone, I, believe me, if there's anybody that would be all for uh, finding out information that Area 51 may or may not hold, I'm that guy. But there's a, there's a, way, to, there's a way to go about it, you know. And having a million American citizens show up and to, you know, uh, abrasively... Um, storm, as they say, uh, the facility, it isn't really the way to uncover the truth. Well, um, that, yeah. That, and that's so, and so I understand from a, from a um, safety perspective how the, the Army would have to be there. And, and yeah, so I don't think the Army's at fault for that. I think it would be the, the bozos who are thinking of, you know, this being the way in and the way to, 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 to figure out, you know, are we reverse engineering alien technology? Do we have the means to, you know, get rid of the oil industry and use alternative energy methods? And are we able to travel beyond our solar system? And what could that mean for the future of mankind? Yeah, those are all great questions. But, you know, stay home and let's figure out a more realistic way to, to figure that out. Yeah, and if you want to find out more, go listen to uh, Joe Rogan's interview with Bob Lazar. Well, yeah, but then again, that's one person, you know. I understand that we by taking a, a drastic action, like going into the, the whole facility, yeah, then you'll figure things out. But even still, you storm a facility, the average Joe Schmo isn't going to understand what to make of some of the stuff that's there. Yeah, you know, I mean, a, I, it's a display of force that's unnecessary and un-American, really. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I think it was largely a joke that just right. got way out of hand and got out of hand. But you know, it is you know the I guess the military coming out and saying like, if you guys they responded, it's it they took it as a real sort of a. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like... Gesture. Yeah, it's sort of like, well, the military shouldn't really be saying, you know, if you guys come, we're going to kill you, or, like, we can, we may, there may be some casualties, you know, if you guys actually storm, you know, it it just, it's bad optics, is. You know, I think it doesn't put them and paint them in the best light, but you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's uh, there's this has happened in history before, where where citizens have banded together to, you know, affect a change in the government or with the military, and you know, it it, it doesn't usually end well. So I don't think that the military is necessarily at fault for coming out. If anything, they're they're at fault for 
um, just kind of responding in a, you know, in that way to what is probably just a joke. But if it's not a joke, then yeah, they should respond that way and let them know, look, don't do that. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know what they should have done. It's just, and you know, maybe, maybe they're being a little too secretive. Maybe there are some things. It's definitely, definite that they're being too secretive. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, there are plenty of things that have come out that have been leaks, quote-unquote leaks, that you're like, well, why was this classified? The people should know about this stuff. Right. You know, like, there was uh, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, Chelsea Manning, all those people... You know, I mean, Julian Assange is more of, like, the facilitator. But Edward Snowden uncovered the NSA surveillance thing, and uh, people should know about that. Right. That's not something that should be kept a secret. Right, but, like, so, right, so, but let one person be a martyr, not a million, you know? Right. Anyway, well, we 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 gotta keep moving. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, this is the. Uh, let's talk about the meth gators. All right, that works, man. This these, uh, <laughs> for all those that love snakes on a plane and uh, the the Sharknado. I mean, oh my god, man! Is this is this, this going to be a new franchise? But this one's actually based off of truth. Yeah, so it's uh, Alabama and Tennessee. Police are warning people not to flush their drugs down the toilet because they could create meth gators. Now, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. It's like... I I saw someone post, uh, like... You know, someone should call Sci-Fi, the Sci-Fi channel, and make a movie called Meth Gators. And I was like, well, they should make a movie called Sharknado vs. Meth Gators. (laughs) Yeah, but only one of them will actually be uh, something that could actually happen, according to, you know, whoever. Yeah, well... uh, well, I guess Sharknado could potentially happen too. I mean, and snakes on a plane. I mean, they're all they're all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so it, finally, it's just ridiculous, and it's hilarious, and yeah. The fact yeah. that there even is a possibility of meth gators is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, but our last topic is pretty funny too. But it's also kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah, it is serious. But this, the serious... We're not going to be talking about the seriousness because that... We could talk about a whole another half hour, 20 minutes, whatever. But... I guess last year, San Francisco instituted a poop patrol 
to deal with its feces problem, and workers make more than $184,000 a year in salary and benefits. I'm thinking of moving to San Francisco. I don't know about you guys. Well, I, I think... I'll tell you what, I don't... Well, never mind. But I don't even like my own feces, let alone homeless people's feces that's all over the streets. But you don't pay me $180,000. <laughs> we can have that conversation. Well... I'll tell you that much. I, I'd probably walk around with a vacuum cleaner and just sucking it all up and then just take the bag and dump it in the trash. That's what I do. All in a day's work. But yeah, it says it says you get paid now here is probably why you don't want to move to San Francisco because you you make $71,760 a year and then you get the, the uh, $113,000 in benefits. So you don't, so you can't really, you know, San Francisco is kind of like New York where, you know, the, the real estate's so expensive Right, you're not going to be able that, to do very much on 70, 71 grand. Yeah, so you're probably going to be stuck in a studio apartment, you know, like like what you get in the city. You get, like, for $2,000 a month, you get a studio apartment in a walk-up building in Manhattan, in the heart of Manhattan. That's why I'm trying to move away from New York City. Although I live in the Bronx and I like it here. Yeah, but, um, so... No poop patrol for us. But yeah. God bless the men and women who have enlisted. Yeah, I mean, look, if... Yeah, it's I mean... It's a shitty it's... job, but somebody's got to do it. Am I right? Yeah. Did I'm... Did I'm... Well, yeah, guys, so, thank you so much for listening. That was a wonderful episode. Good to be back on the Unuseful Idiots. Thank you for having me again, Tori, the mastermind, the man, the myth, the legend behind the Unuseful Idiots. Yes. Well, uh, you know, we we need to speak the truth. People need alternatives to. You know, the mainstream media that kind of tells people what they want them to hear and not the actual truth behind it. You know, it's that's why we're, we call ourselves the unuseful idiots. You know, a useful idiot believes in propaganda and... We're trying to tell them, you know, what's There's real. another way. Right. There's another way. So, uh... All right, well, thank you for having me, Tori. Yeah, and, uh, so, uh, we just... Let's remind everyone, we got a Facebook page, we have a Twitter account, we have an Instagram account... Uh, we have a Minds account. Check Minds out. It's pretty cool. Uh, 
Um, our email is theunusefulidiots at gmail.com. Uh, and check out our Patreon page. Like we said earlier, you know, if you want to become a producer on the show, and or if you just like what we're doing and want to help us grow, you know, that's really the way to do it, is to help us give us a dollar on Patreon. And so it's patreon.com slash the unuseful idiots and the other way to help us out is to subscribe like comment rate and whatever else on whatever podcast app you use and you know that's really it well said my friend so, Thank uh, you, guys. This is the Unuseful Idiots. Signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are now free to think freely. We're now free to, uh, yeah. Whatever. Bye.